Hey everyone, welcome to Wisdom's Echo Origin Gates Daily Podcast. I'm Mario Salinas with Storytime. And today I'm very happy to present to you and to the nations that this goes out to more than 110 nations that I understand and close to 400,000 people a day. I'm happy to introduce my father, Andreas Elenas, to everyone. I've talked about my dad on and off for many years now from the platforms that I've been able to speak on. And I've presented him as a, a really funny character, a goofy Greek guy with a really thick accent, kind of talks like this and tells me, Marie, you have to be obedient to the will of the Lord, that kind of talk. And uh, he's, a, he's just an old school, awesome guy. And my parents are amazing people that have raised three sons and have been um, grandparents and, of course, great-grandparents now with Atlas being born to us uh, through my son's uh, family. Him, he and his wife had a baby boy about a year ago. And so my parents have lived such a full life. They've experienced so many different things in their lives as many people from that generation have. They live on the island of Cyprus full time. They were raised there. They left the Cyprus to go to the U.S. to pursue their studies. They met at a, a prep school in Cyprus called the American Academy, which is an English speaking uh, prep school that is um, considered the finest on the island through many sacrifices and amazing stories on both ends. Their parents were able to send them there. My parents met there, then they went together to the U.S. after they got married to pursue an education in the U.S. and I was born to them in their first year of studies in South Carolina. So that's why I'm a U.S. citizen by birth. And then we moved back to Cyprus and my parents raised me on the island of Cyprus and they have lived there for this whole time with the exception of small trips here and there. And they have such broad knowledge and understanding of the world and of the way things happen and the way people are, the way people function and operate. They have exceptional character, remarkable qualities. Uh, I couldn't say enough about my parents to honor them. But I want to I say a few things about my dad in particular. My dad, Andreas, is, he is a funny guy, but he's also a very serious guy. And he knows how to leverage important moments to make declarations when they really count that will make a big difference in his loved one's lives. And he's, he's demonstrated that many times in, in our family, but in my own life, there's, there's some things that I'd like to uh, draw attention to, to make a point that I will drive home at the very end of this uh, 15 minute podcast. So my dad, um, when I was uh, accepted into the school that he and my mom went to, my dad actually also received a position as teacher in that school the same year that I was accepted as student in that school. And that was, I believe, the ordering of our steps by the Lord, because this is a very difficult school to get into uh, from elementary school into, um, <clears throat> into middle school and high school, as we say in the U.S., or gymnasium, as they say in some um, in some countries that were governed by the by England at some point. So to get from elementary school to the gymnasium level is a very difficult school to get into, and there's high high demand for this school, and they have placement exams 
where you have to score very high to be able to be admitted into the school. And I was able to be admitted into the school because I scored high on those tests. But at the same time, my dad landed a job as a teacher in that school. Of course, he and my mom went there, so that helped in his application process. But many, many people wanted that job, and my dad happened to get it. And I remember exactly where we were in the city of Limassol before moving to the city of Larnaca, where, this, where the American Academy is located, uh, where my dad, we were sitting outside on one beautiful summer evening. <clears throat> the fall was approaching. I was going to be going to school there. And it was the night that we had learned I was admitted into the school. And earlier that week, we had found out that my dad was going to be a teacher there. And my dad said something that, that it didn't make a lot of sense to me then, but had a lot of authority on it. He said, he said son, you're going to do so well in this school. I heard that you got in just by the skin of your teeth on the exams. But he said, I believe you're going to excel in the school and you're going to end up first in your class. And he says, when you do, I'm going to put you on the Queen Elizabeth um, ship and send you around the world to experience the world over the summer. Now that that was something that was happening back then. Of course, I don't think that that's happening now. But the 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 QE2 um, steamship was a ship that was uh, sailing the world, and you could take tours on it and just travel the whole summer around the world. And my dad said he would start a fund and start saving into it so that when I came first in my class. He would, he would put me on that ship and send me. And my dad was a huge incentive builder and so was my mom. They've always built us up with incentives. They would say, if you do this, you will get rewarded with this. And that always worked well for us. I've done it with my own children. That's why each of the kids read the Robert Kiyosaki book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I talk about that in my Kids the King series and in my teachings about how we raised our kids with a financial education. I motivated them to read the book by giving them $100 each. And I told them, if you answer 10 easy questions that will ensure you read the book, you'll get $100 after reading the book. And I got that from my parents. And so they would motivate us with incentives for things that actually they shouldn't have had to because we should have been motivated to do those anyway, like to do well in school, for example. But they found that with incentives, we have extra motivation to do well. So I went to school in that first year with this excitement that I'm going to be like top of my class and be on the Queen Elizabeth uh, and, and travel the world. And I struggled really, really hard, especially in mathematics. I was never very good in mathematics. And until later in my later years in that school, when I was able to get rid of mathematics from my curriculum and pursue um, other things that I was more inclined to, like the liberal arts, um, moving in towards college in law and in and, and education and history and those kinds of things I was doing uh, in the early years I really struggled and I was very far from what my dad said of coming first in my class and excelling in the school I got in by the skin of my teeth and I stayed in by the skin of my teeth but then the last three years of my time at the American Academy um, something happened those words of my father began to have life and to frame my reality before me. Something started to happen in my own brain, in my own uh, physiological makeup. I started to become more athletic. I joined the basketball team. I ended up being the captain of the basketball team. I joined the track team. I ended up doing well in triple jump in the track. 
I trained with decathlon athletes, and then I became inspired to go into the Green Berets, which is a whole other story that I've shared over the years in different books and publications and things of that nature. But, but the person that joined that school with the incentive of going on the Queen Elizabeth, if I came first in my class at the end of the year, was a very different person than the person that actually did end up becoming the valedictorian for his class. I ended up, uh, I finished my days at the American Academy as, as um, valedictorian and I graduated with the highest honors and was able to, instead of going on the Queen Elizabeth, <laughs> I joined the military and became a Green Beret, but that's a whole other story. The point is what my dad said under those shady trees in Limassol on our patio one evening in the summer before I attended the American Academy ended up coming true seven years later. And it's because when he said it with the love of a father and with his understanding of who his children really was, there was authority behind it to make it happen. I had to do the work, of course. A lot of things had to line up, but ultimately his word had authority. Before I came to the US, when I became accepted to um, the college in New Jersey that, that took me on, it's called the College of New Jersey, but back then it was a different name. My dad actually came to my Green Beret barracks to deliver the good news and to bring some forms that I had to sign and to have me pick classes. Um, and it was, it was, I have to be honest, it was a really embarrassing uh, moment because I was uh, I was doing Green Beret stuff. I don't know what we were doing that day, but I was on the field. I was in demolitions and snipers. So I was probably doing stuff pertaining to all that. And, and, and can you imagine being out there in some class learning about demolitions and how much C4 to put around the trunk of a tree to take it down without splintering it and all this stuff. And then uh, over the loudspeakers comes the announcement, Mario Selenas, please report to the gate. Your father is there. You know, it's so embarrassing. And, and I'm walking down there and just, you know, motioning with my hands and saying, Dad, like, wh what are you doing here? Like, did I forget my lunch money? What are you doing here? And my dad gave me these forms and says, you, you are just accepted to a university. You have to sign this. You have to choose courses. Come on. I don't have all day. Do this right now. And I was like, Dad, this is like, I am a Green Beret. Don't you get it? Like, you can't just show up here like... I forgot my milk money. This is embarrassing. Says Maria, don't have all day. Fill out the forms. Come on. So I got really annoyed. And I, I said, just wait here. So I took the forms. I went back to my class, into my barracks. And I, I, I threw the forms with all the courses. And I told the guys, pick five courses for me, guys. I don't even want to be bothered with this. This is embarrassing. I would try to like be cool. Well, that was a big mistake because uh, my... Uh, my friends from the Green Berets, my Green Beret comrades had no idea about how to read the English language, most of them. So they just kind of ticked boxes without paying attention to anything. They couldn't read it. And they ended up picking some really high level biology classes for me. I was, I was, um, I was slicing open anemones the next year, you know, like crazy stuff. Um, you know, putting dyes into anemones to see what their circulatory system was like and all this crazy stuff that was not at all my field because my buddies picked courses for me by ticking boxes and drawing Christmas trees on the form. And so that, that's what you get for being embarrassed by your dad. But, but the point is when I brought the forms back, my dad, he's, he's, a, he's, he's bent over because of severe kyphosis. So he has to really make an effort to look up and look you in the eye. And it was one of those moments he took the forms 
and he and he and he kind of like patted me on the cheek, like almost slapped me a little bit for being annoying, and said, he said, my son, I'm gonna tell you something. You're gonna go to the United States, and you're gonna do very well in school, and one day you're gonna meet someone who's gonna teach you the stock market, and you are going to become a very wealthy man. Now I have to tell you that that comment made absolutely no sense to me for decades because I wasn't coming here for the stock market. I wasn't coming here. I was coming here to pursue a pre-law and then a law degree. I ended up in history to become a history professor, wound up in ministry, ended up being a pastor of a church and only 16 years into pastoring or maybe 13 or 12 or 13 years into pastoring did I start to invest and to learn the world of investing in the stock market. But when I did, I met someone who taught me the stock market. And who that is and what that is is another story. I don't, I don't want to get into this because I, I don't want it to sound like I'm promoting any individual or industry or anything of that nature. I want to promote and honor my dad. And my dad had said, you're going to meet someone who's going to teach you in the stock market. He said that to me in 1990. And I didn't even start looking in the direction of the stock market until maybe 2017, 2018. Uh, it was actually 2016. That's what it was. 2016, I started to invest in stocks. I had no idea what I was doing a year in. I met someone who trained me and taught me what they knew about the stock market. And I've been training ever since with them. And I've been learning and I've done really well, but not only in that, in many other investments that we've pursued. I've done all kinds of teachings about finance. I do teachings with kids now from all over the world. I do teachings with adults. I have all kinds of stuff on my website that pertain to finance and investments and all these things. And all of it, I believe, is the result of a word of a father having authority because he knew his God and his kid to say, this is where you're heading. And he spoke it. He's never said anything about it since that day. Never said anything about investments before that day. He spoke it once outside of a Green Beret barracks when he embarrassed me by showing up to give me the forms. And he looked up, looked me in the eye, spoke that word and got back in his car and went back down the mountain. But what he spoke took. It just took a long time for it to manifest. What I want to leave you with is as parents, as individuals who have authority in anyone's life, whether it be our children, <clears throat> nephews, nieces, loved ones, people we raise up um, as, um, as surrogate parents or whatever it may be, whoever's in your life, you have authority to speak into that life, especially if you're invited to do so. And when you speak with authority, especially with prophetic insight of that nature, there is there is something that happens. There's a transformation that starts to take place. And, and we should never take lightly the authority that we have to bring change in people's lives. I want to leave you with that. I want to honor my father, Andreas Elinas. I am walking in so much of what he spoke over my life without necessarily posing as a prophet or a seer or anything of that nature. Just a father who had a heart for his son and understood God's paths for him. He spoke it and it took root. Speak over your loved ones. Speak over your children with authority and you will see great things come to pass. I love you. I look forward to the next time. Peace.